Hi everybody, welcome to another Chats with Chaudhry and it's my second episode in my Reflection and Forecast 2022-23 series and I'm delighted to join my good friend Oliver Stofer who is CEO of PTI Packaging Technologies Inspections um, to actually look back on this year and also look ahead to some predictions for 2023. So first of all Oliver, it's lovely to see you. Thank you for coming in when everybody's actually on holiday now officially. Yeah, it's office. officially holiday. The, the office is closed. You can see all the uh, the team is is at home uh, starting their, their rest and relaxation for the holidays. So it's a pleasure to be here again with you Rizwan as always. Well it's lovely to see you. Thank you for taking time out. Um, so first question for you, for people as I always ask, people not familiar with PTI. Could you just give me a very quick top line overview of the business? Yeah. So PTI, we're a, a premier manufacturer of container closure integrity test equipment. Uh, we distribute that globally. We have seven technologies to support container quality and integrity testing. And we are uh, ranging from benchtop leak detection solutions all the way to inline automated uh, solutions. So we, we run the full gamut of container types, formats, but we're really operating in that high-risk pharmaceutical packaging space, making sure that the, the container itself serves its purpose and brings the product to the patient safely. Brilliant. Now, I know I've asked this question, but you, this is the third time you're doing this actually with me, uh, which we've done it over the last three years. But one word to describe 2022 and why? Yeah, so that, that's a really, it's always tough to put it in into a single word, but, uh, you know, this year we had a lot of headwinds and challenges all related to supply chain. So the global supply chain still uh, was pretty tight, but resilient would be my word. Uh, th <laughs> this team came together and carved a path forward. We always found a way to find the, the solutions that we needed. And today we're a much stronger organization because of the really navigating such a difficult supply chain in 2022 uh, it's it's difficult when uh plc controllers and other other components uh, have six month lead times it's almost impossible but uh we have an incredible team here so can it's i talk what do you mean by plc con controllers a piece of plc controller that would be the brain that operates a piece of machinery but it could be almost any other component uh you could see uh you know cylinders valves other components that go into a piece of equipment you could have 90 percent of your parts and just be missing that one piece and it's holding up your ability to deliver on your clients promises so or, or on the promise you have to your clients but we've been quite successful this past year uh, ultimately navigating that forward so it was just a constant effort to find the right solution and parts as we as we went through the year brilliant right now so looking back on this year what would you say are some of the key achievements from your perspective from a pti point of view yeah so you know despite all the headwinds we we still brought some new technologies to the marketplace we still grew as an organization and we're, we're continuing to focus on really highly critical applications so uh this year we launched the the RTX, which is the high voltage leak detection solution that's automated for pre-filled syringes. That's a really exciting platform for us and really offers a new a new avenue for our clients to to really increase their their sampling throughput of high risk parenteral leak detection. And then also the the PQX, that's our automated pouch seal inspection solution. So we've really uh, while we're continuing to develop our benchtop solutions and bolster those sensory technologies, we've really pushed far into the automated space and flexed our muscles there. And so that's going to continue on. It's really great what we did this year, uh, delivering uh, several systems into that that field of pharmaceutical automation. So that's really great. Fantastic. Well, look, that leads in quite nicely, actually, to 
and you've also answered part of it, I think, in in your initial answer a bit earlier. Um, what were some of the big challenges that you faced this year, uh, but also the sector faced, and what development stood out for you within the sector? Yeah, so I think the entire sector was uh, challenged by these these supply chain challenges. So, uh, you know, continually trying to uh, deliver on the promises of the industry, making sure that safe drugs are reaching the clients and reaching the marketplace is, of course, the objective. And when you have to uh, continue to reach into the supply chain and fight to find the stuff that you actually need to, to deliver on that promise, that's been one of the biggest challenges this past year. But, uh, you know, in, in general, I think that the industry uh, continues to move forward to improve quality, to, to really focus on new technology solutions in the marketplace. And so despite most of those supply chain uh, challenges, and it's been rampant, it doesn't matter if it's if it's this sector, or that sector, it continues to be a, a unique uh challenge for the industry and hopefully in 2023 that that goes away but i feel that's been definitely unique for for the year itself it's um there are always other challenges but this was something that was we'll say not necessarily foreseen or we thought it would resolve it resolve itself itself this year and as as we go through it you realize how much do you control versus how much are you at the whim of what's available to you Sure. Uh, yeah. One, one thing I was going to ask you though, is that obviously this year has seen growth in the use of biologics and the development of biologics and ATMPs. So how has that impacted the CCI sector, if you like, and from your perspective, the solutions people are asking you for? Yeah, so the the uh, ATMPs, you can consider it a very low volume space, but still extremely high risk. And uh, those container formats are also oftentimes a flexible uh, package format, a flexible sterile barrier. And what's really interesting is in 2022, with the the uh, launch of the updated Annex 1 out of the EMA, uh, that document is actually calling out many of those package formats as a fused container that requires 100% inspection. So it's really a, a unique environment for some of those uh, sectors, the, the ATMPs that are using flexible uh, uh, parenteral package formats or sterile barriers. So that's definitely one of the the, the spaces that we see are, are changing or shifting for the biologic space. Um, we also see a lot of um, suppliers and, and companies using CDMOs and the smaller operations to support their ability to fulfill sure. on the, the uh, supply side of, of these critical pharmaceutical products. And so, um, you know, the, you see a little bit more lower volume, high mix within the industry and it still requires that high touch point of quality control really high level of quality control and especially when you have smaller batches and a little bit more personalized uh, uh, manufacturing operations the need for increased quality control and increased inspection goes up so that's something that i think is definitely happening and, and we're seeing within the industry yeah. Right. And one final question related to 2022. Are there any areas that you think the industry could have improved on this year? Well, I, yeah, I look at it from a very unique perspective. Uh, hopefully not too much tunnel vision, but quality control is is that that viewer perspective that we're look, looking at it from. And so as we see Annex 1 grow in terms of its uh, presence or its omnipresence, it's, it's something that everyone has to face and understand. The document is really calling for a much more scientific understanding of container closure integrity and package quality. So taking a more scientific approach 
to that quality control work and also understanding the, the statistical sampling plans and the appropriate level of quality and detection that should be applied to the space of container closure integrity. I think that is an area that is extremely important and needs a lot of attention right now and moving forward as Annex 1 rolls out. All right, well, let's move forward then. Let's look at 2023, and I'm sure Annex 1 will come, come up again as we talk about 2023. Um, what predictions do you have for farmer by farmer in 2023? Well, I, I see that CDMOs are continuing to grow in their importance. So, uh, you know, they, they, they definitely served a really important role during COVID-19 and supporting the industry to fulfill on, on the supply chain needs and, and uh, the, the drug uh, needs of the market space. But I think that going forward in 2023, the, the competitive nature and the importance of CDMOs, they will start to shift to just supporting in terms of volume play. And as they they continue to support the, the industry to develop the pharmaceutical marketplace, quality is going to be a very critical aspect to their presence and their, their uh, differentiation within the, the pharmaceutical space. So I do think that quality control and CDMOs are going to be um, a very unique conversation here in the coming year as they have supported the pharmaceutical industry. But I think quality is the area that they they have to focus on most. And, and as a business, which is global and you have offices in the States and you have offices in, the, in Europe, do you think there will be a divergence or uh, in terms of what priorities are in 2023 for those regions, particularly as you mentioned, Annex 1 has come out and that's obviously European focus, but obviously does mm -hmm. apply to other products as well. Do you think there's going to be a difference between what people's priorities are in those two regions? Will they still be very much the same? I, I think actually what we've seen is, is very much a harmonization. So while Annex 1 is, is different than some of the documents that have been published here uh, domestically in the United States, I think that they're actually Annex 1 is tipping the hat to USP 1207. So there is, in fact, this, this uh, subverted harmonization that's occurred, and, and the PICS uh, organization is certainly doing a very good job of uh, bringing it all together, creating some understanding, and uh, developing that sort of a harmonized approach for the regulatory bodies so that they can all regulate in a unified way. And we see uh, across the globe, uh, a lot of other organizations, I mean, you look at China, they're doing a really uh, incredible job over the last few years to revamp or let's say inject their regulatory body with very similar requirements as have been seen in Europe and the United States to bring their industry up to that global standard. So what you're seeing is really, I think, uh, while we have seen the walls building up over the last three years and uh, globalization has gone down and, you know, you, you see that sort of uh, defensive nature between regions. In fact, the regulatory bodies, they know that they are strongest when they create the most harmonized approach to allow their manufacturers and their pharmaceutical industry to in fact play on that global scale. So I think we're going to continue to see harmonization of all these regulations and a really good scientific approach to rolling these regulations out. I think that's the most important thing, that it's not just uh, this sort of rubber stamping approach, but most of these international regulatory documents are asking for a good scientific approach good scientific understanding, and all of that come, is, is really uh, finding common ground globally. Right. Okay. And, that, and that, let's drill down a little bit more then to 
uh, CCI testing itself. I mean, what I mean, we again we touched about a little bit when we started talking about 2022 and biologics and ATPs. But what developments trends do you expect to see within that particular sector, which is obviously your area of speciality? Um, yeah. uh, you know, in terms of the and also the impact Annex One will have on that particular area. Yeah. So I, I think that the. Uh, in, in prior years, the technologies have been fairly straightforward or, or people have just been dipping into a grab bag of technologies that have been available. And now in, in, in the coming year, in the coming years, we're going to be looking at, at a much more scientific approach, which opens itself to other technologies that might not just be a standard in, you know, a, a document, but something that uh, may not be out of the box. And so if you have a scientific understanding of, of an application and you can look out there into the industry and use a scientific approach to really bring the best technology forward. I think that we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, you know, really the, the, the industry itself, it's Annex One is driving the industry to do more automated inspection. USP 1207 is driving the industry to do more quantitative inspection. And all of these, when it comes together, what you, you really witness happening is this greater reliance on scientific approaches, greater reliance on data, and greater reliance on the technologies to get you to a higher throughput and sampling rate. So we're gonna see a lot more automation and the deployment of more unique technologies to support the quality needs of the industry. And that leads on to another question which comes into my head is that if that's the case, what role does AI and machine learning play in that process? Yeah, so artificial intelligence and, and you know, artificial intelligence is, is of course, a, a, a very big spectrum. So I don't think we'll ever be at that artificial intelligence space within the, the pharmaceutical industry, but it, it's the machine learning that you start to find within uh, the, the vision inspection uh, applications. They're becoming much uh, much faster and much more adept as to what poor quality is. So these these uh, vision systems with machine learning are, are really adapting very quickly and intelligently. So that's great. I think we're going to see other uh, technologies take advantage of that more algorithmic approach. And so the fact that the industry is starting to look at artificial intelligence or adaptive algorithms, it starts to bring other technologies to the forefront and say, we can ask, how can we make this an adaptive process or a dynamic process? And the fact that the industry is open to dynamic uh, processes within a very controlled environment, it's an interesting conversation. And it's one that will uh, continue to mature and develop as time goes on. Right. And one um, final question before I ask you about what we can expect from PTI 2023 is you talked about obviously the trends. What's your view though, in terms of collaboration in pharma and the reason i ask that is that obviously if you look back during the covid period a lot of companies who historically would ne not necessarily work together did mm -hmm. and also you found and i found speaking to some other companies that uh people are partnering up with businesses either downstream or upstream depending where they are in the value chain to create more collaborations not necessarily buyouts or mergers but in terms of pure pure collaboration and saying we're going to get this partner who can help us in this space because we've got customers now particularly with the growth of atmps and so on who can have got specialities in this space we haven't and we're going to work with them so what's your yeah. view on that going forward in 2023 well i i do think that um you know the space for collaboration in the last few years it, it sped up simply because of the speed of the market space you know so the speed of the pharmaceutical industry was very fast but you start to also get that uh that you, distinct players have distinct skill sets and 
we should be leveraging those and finding better ways to partner and collaborate in, in those ways rather than just being, uh, we'll call it greedy with our own technologies and, and holding them for our own. And so uh, I think that is one thing that the technology companies out there are starting to say, hey, look, there's a better way to do it. We're better together, right? There, there's a good African proverb. Uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And and I think that's what we're seeing is really the, the industry is finding a way to get further. And we're reaching out to one another to find a, a better path forward. And, and it's... Uh, you know, years ago, the you have to keep all your intellectual property under lock and key. And there's much more sophisticated ways now to, A, keep the intellectual property under lock and key. But also, I think that the global environment, the global governments were starting to get a little bit more um, collaborative and helping protect the intellectual property on a global scale. And that allows technology companies to also be more forthcoming, more dynamic, and more willing to partner. So I think that's something that uh, it, there's a few dynamics occurring there. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, that leads very nicely on then to my question is what can we expect from PTI in 2023? Yeah, yeah so it's, um, it's PTI, we're continuing to develop, of course, our benchtop technologies. That's our core. We have seven technologies that we continue to develop uh, for all types of high-risk package applications. But where we're really going to be developing is uh, working more in the integrator partnership space. So again, collaborating, reaching across to uh, other uh, equipment manufacturers that perhaps have an expertise in another area and would like to deploy our, our sensory technology. So that is something that we're going to be doing here in 2023, but then also automation in our own house. So we are continuing to increase the speed. We're dialing up the speed, dialing up the heat on our automation technologies for parenteral applications. So for vials and pre-filled syringes, we have two technologies, which are vacuum decay and uh, high voltage leak detection. And so both of those technologies can be deployed for both uh, vial and pre-filled syringe and other parenteral applications. So, you know, we could be looking at ampules or uh, other sterile barrier applications like uh, IV bags. So that shift into the automation space is very real for us. And we're continuing that push here in 2023. And it's really exciting for us. We're really looking forward to supporting the industry with that that need to, to increase the, the sampling throughput rate and offer a, a more reliable inspection technology. Fantastic. And finally, because I know you have to rush off to your son's recital and hold you back. What last <laughs> thoughts would you like to leave years for 2023? Well, I, I you know, a year ago, we thought that uh, we were past uh, COVID. We were past a lot of these challenges. And here we are a year, year later. We still see that it's, it's uh, you know, challenging certain nations and marketplaces. And, and it's really, there are other challenges that we see globally. And uh, I think the real message here for 2023 is I really hope that we find a way for all the nations to come together and, you know, create peace uh, on the, the continent of Europe and that we can create uh, some harmonization across the, the global markets and really bring some of these uh, the, the global powerhouses together to to really make mankind better. I, I see a brighter future. We've had a, a rough few years, right, uh, as, a, as a global community, and it's about time that we all uh, found a, a path forward together. Well said. Well, look, Oliver, as always, it's been lovely to see you. I wish you, your loved ones, and everyone at PTI and their loved ones a fantastic end of the year and a superb 2023. And good luck with your son's recital. I'm sure it'll do fantastic. So thank you very much, Oliver. Rezwan, thank you so much. Thank you. And viewers, thank you for watching. If you'd like to know more about PTI and their technologies, 
then the link for that will be above the video. And if you have any questions for Oliver based on what he said, then feel free to put them in the comments below. So once again, Oliver, thank you very much. Merry Christmas and have a fantastic 2023. And viewers, have a happy holiday season, happy festivities, and I hope you have a fantastic 2023 as well. Thank you very much. And until next time, as always, stay well and stay safe. Bye-bye.